Zuma podcast show. Meet Clara Andrews by Lacey London. Your new best friend. Chapter one. Fighting against the clouds of mascara and false lashes, I peel, try to peel back my heavy eyelids. How much did I drink last night? My head is thudding like a nightclub speaker. The morning sun blares through the blinds, hitting me like a lightning bolt as I try to shake off the hang, hangover from hell, yanking the covers over my head to avoid being assaulted by the strange, strong rays. I discovered I was still in last night's outfit, the sequin dress, which I was convinced screamed sparkle with champagne, now whimpers cheap caviar, and is tempted with faint odour tequila. A quick glance at my watch tells me I have just thirty minutes to get myself dressed and get into work. I lay still for a moment, thinking of my excuse that I haven't already used to wrangle the day off. Mumps, gestinitis, flu... Maybe an extreme allergic reaction would be a better response. Without prolonging, I snapped out of my daydream it was cool, in, by a cruel screeching on my mobile phone, snatching the headset from the floor. I frowned when I realised this wasn't my first call of the day. My display flash, happily flashed seven missed calls back to me. Unfortunately, they're all from the same number, the number I least want to see. I didn't need to speak to my manager, Mark, to know that he was calling for. After five years of working together, I can read him like a book, tapping out a quick message to confirm that I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to call him sick. I sit my phone back on my pillow and groan. Being my friends are the boss. Doesn't have its perks, but it means that he knows me only too well. Realising that it's getting... Out of it, I spin my legs over the edge of the bed and wince as I push myself up. My toes feel like I've been stamped on by an overweight elephant. That teaches me for cramping my feet into shoes at a size too small. I watch a glimpse of my catch a glimpse of my clutch bag, hang my head in shame. The ivory satin is now covered in beer smudges that I can assure can only see with the remnants of a dodgy kebab. Stumbling into the bathroom, I grasp in horror at my reflection. What stares back to me is something between a homeless addict and a Vegas drag act. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Tearing my my hand eyes from my reflection, I strip down to my birthday suit and turn on the shower. On the shower. Stepping into the cubicle is bittersweet, as refreshing as it is to wash away the memories of the night before. Before having to get dressed and presentable work, more than my throbbing head can handle. I successfully scrubbing away any traces of congealed cosmetics, hairspray, and fake tan. I wrap myself into my fluffy bathrobe and stumble back into the bathroom. Plucking a black dress from the wardrobe, I grab my trusty pair of flats and turn my attention back to the mirror. Breathing some life back into my hangover shell is not going to be an easy task. Frantically grabbing my cosmetic case, I could attempt to conceal the, the after effects of your tequila team building session with a mountain of makeup. Fifteen minutes later, a quick spit of perfume. Fifteen minutes, a quick spit of 
perfume later, I'm ready to face the world. I with my designer handbag. And my favourite pair of aviator sunglasses. I grab my car keys and head for the door. Today is going to be one of those days where even my coffee needs coffee. Jumping into the lift, I jab myself miserably at the shiny number seven and try to ignore the depressing nausea that is radiating throughout my body. Once the doors finally swing open, I make a beeline for the coffee machine as I watch the murky liquids splash into my coffee cup, into the coffee cup. I promise to myself that never again will be an alcoholic beverage past my lips. I mean, it wasn't that, it can't be that hard. Loads of people are teetotal, aren't they? Maybe I even go meet vegan and do the whole bohemian thing. Clutching my poor excuse for coffee, I head over to my desk and drop my handbag into, onto the floor. Panning my head seems to be getting louder with, every, with each passing minute. Maybe it's a hangover of all. Maybe I'm actually ill. And just coincidence, I drank 10 kilometers shots last night. Clutching onto my seat, I scan my drawers for some painkillers. Quickly, throwing back a couple of pills, I will gradually switch on my computer, load up my emails. When I'm not feeling like a pair of crocs, I might see a door my job of being a young girl and long to be sitting in the fashion industry. So I landed in the world as a... Savvy was a dream come true. Over five years, I slowly worked my way up the ladder. A new promoted junior designer, hard to believe I started out making the coffees. Watching my sketches bring to life makes me feel alive in ways nothing has done before. Shoes are my born. They are my addiction, from wedges and stilettos to cowboy boots and mules. I can't get, in, I can't get enough of them. Can't get enough, apart from the platforms. Platforms should not be seen on anyone, ever. Go high or go home. I look up from my computer to see a barrage of laughter falling through the office doors. Linear Edwards, one and only. I can't help but put a smile. She heads my way, clutching a couple of paper bags to her chest. Even after a heavy night of cocktails, and it's still a ball of thoughts, miles and hyperactivity. I giggle to myself as I watch my lovely best friend make her way over to my desk, almost tripping over her own feet in the process. By my omission, Leanna has always been a clumsy person. She blames it on being so absolute. I blame it on skyscraper pins and canoe-like feet. Hey, Leander exclaims, flashing me. Huge grin as she sits down on the edge of my desk. Here, take this. I accept the hot coffee gratefully. I take a sip, allowing the heat to smooth my side. How are you? How are you? So happy this morning. I feel like I've been hit by a bus. Around my throbbing shambles as she tosses her blonde hair over her shoulder and laughs. I'm always happy. She sings, jumping to her feet and grabbing her handbag. I'll see you at lunch. Nodding response, I took her. I watched her work away through the jungle desk, totally oblivious to the many admiring glances that she acquires on the way. I am about to turn my attention back to my creature when I flash. I have a flashback last night. A brow creases into a frown as I recall Leonard. So saying, across the dance floor, 
With a drink in her hand, she battled, batted away many eager suitors who were just desperate for a consideration. A fuzzy vision of dancing and laughter jumped into my mind. Nobody had already sent a man's aftertaste, shaking all thoughts of last night's antics out of my head. I allowed myself a quick stretch before putting putting all up all my drafts of the new next line. Something tells me today is going to be a very long day. Chapter 2 Considering my fragile state of mind, the morning flies by surprisingly quickly. Despite the growing desire to fall into a delayed tequila-induced coma, I managed to make it to lunch in one piece. Pushing myself up from my computer, I tucked my beloved handbag into my aching shoulder and sloped off towards the toilets. Not in the mood for small talk, avoid making eye contact with anyone as I passed the rows of the desks. The last thing I wanted to be accosted by some of my colleagues, or worse, my manager. Strange enough, I haven't heard a thing from Mark since his many missed calls this morning. He knows very well how my hangovers are, so he wouldn't surprise me if he was keeping his distance. Over the years, Mark, Lindley, and I had many wild nights on town. Every one is resulting in three of us crawling home in the early hours with chicken kebab and carry out bottle red for the company. It's become something of a tradition that Mark will call me repeatedly the morning after till he's satisfied and back in the world of living. I knew from my first day here that Mark and I would get along. Just suspect it didn't take long before to discover we shared a love of it. Virginia, Dexter, and all things Mexican. With his perfectly coffered hair and retro glasses, he looks every inch a conservative, womanizing gentleman. He is ever so proud of being. Slipping into the toilets, I dump my heavy bag onto the sink with a thud. As I run the cold water of my wrist, I frown at my reflection in the mirror. My normally bouncy curls lay, lie flat against my dry skin. A cupid's mask concealer I used this morning had done little in disturbing the dark circles beneath my tired eyes. Hastily grabbing my makeup, I tried to take myself as much plaster, eyeliner, and mascara as possible. Once that's aside, I no longer look like the Walking Dead. I flip over my phone to a text from Liliana Bristow. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I slip my phone back into my pocket and shake my head. I'll never understand Lily's ability to down ten tequila slammers and wake up ready to climb Mount Everest. I can take me days to get over a bad hangover, sometimes weeks. I have tendencies on anything that separates us physically. We couldn't look more different. Lily's slender silhouette and straight blonde hair can make a stark cryptic difference to my dark curls of short frame. It's fair to say, Lena, I've been blessed with a perfect statuesque body. It's a total mystery as she managed to eat like a rugby player and still have legs like a supermodel. I only have and only had a glass of black bag for my cellular to shiver. I have watched in amazement as she developed as a pizza while I miserably pushed her solid around my plate. Leaning against the sink, I find myself wondering about the fairness of life. A couple of interns pushed their way into the toilets. Their giggling snapped me back to reality. I jolt to attention, flashing them a smile. I take a deep breath for 
Head to the door, remind myself this day will be over, sir. Soon be over. Chapter three. The stinking odour of stale beer hits me the second I step into the bistro, making me shudder with nausea. Cursing at Lillian's choice of venue, I squeeze past a large group of men who are, be, who are being unfortunate, unfortunately loud, unforgivably loud in the bar area, trying to block out their ramblings. I scan the re- restaurant in search for Lillian. When I'm not hungover, the bistro is one of my favourite places to eat. Apart from the striking red menus on the, each table, actually everything is monochrome. The plush booths are, are always filled with happy customers. The sink sounds of glasses clanking to, together fills the air. It's retro, quirky, and a venue of choice for sicky sickers on the lunch hour. Finally spotting lay, huddled in the booth at the back of the room, I raise my hand in lunchment and make my way to the table. Are you seriously drinking again? I asked, taking a glass, giving a glass a serious glance. No, she mumbles guiltily, picking up the glass and prep. Placing it out of my reach. Are you feeling any better? I shake my head in response. Search my hand for more painkillers. A rowdy group at the bar making so much noise. It's not helping my headache. One iota. Frame back the tablet. So look around the restaurant and marvel at how busy it is. Normally it's just office workers. And we're, we're lucky. And if we're lucky, the cute guy from the cell call centre. Next door, picking up the menu, I tried to find something that didn't make my stomach churn with dread. Wasn't that last night amazing? Nina grains and chews on the end of his straw. It's all a blur, to be honest. I pour myself a glass of water for the jug on the table. I remember it. All I remember is that we drank tequila and lots of it. Did you see Mark with Lena from accounts? He tried to deny it this morning, but I've got the evidence right here. She waves her phone around in the air and laughs loudly. What are you eating? I ask. I'm not waiting to talk about last night anchor for fear of throwing up. I just had some fries. Is that all? Raising eyebrows, she, she takes out a menu and taps on the on taps on the table. No starter. Definitely no starter. I rest my head into my hands and sip of water slowly. As Anna rings off our orders of waiter to the waiter, I lean back in my seat and yawn. The thought of calling under my duvet is the only thing getting me through today. Concentrating on my water, I f- listen as Leah fills me on her morning with a decline from hell. The boisterous group at the bar become increasingly rowdy and extremely distracting. Didn't they have homes to go to, places to go, people to see? There'll be at least thirty. There must be at least thirty of them. I can't help. Can't, I can't help noticing they ain't exactly teenagers. A little old to me, making acting like hormone, acting out hormone, real world boys at school disco. Crestia burgers, the pristine mistress is back, holding out a month. Monster feel size plate of food. Happily accepting it, Lee claps her hands of joy, reaches straight into for the fries. An overhand sized bowl of golden chips is placed in front of me, and I give it a dubious glance. Thank you, I mumble to the waitress, flashing her a polite smile as she rushes off to another table. Begrudgingly, I pick up my single chip. I nibble at the end and try to force it down. 
Looking down at Leanne, who is merrily tucking into a ridiculous burger, I push my bowl to the side. Do you want some potato pepper dismolo? Leanne asks, reaching into her battered satchel and producing a tiny bottle of prevalent pink liquid. I'll take the medicine from Leanne and give it a good shake. Momentarily memorized by the child connection. Picking up my dessert spoon, I carefully pour the medicine to sip and sip the spoon into my mouth. As I attempt to force the new one slide down my throat, I begin to have heave uncontrollably, dropping the spoon over onto the table. I cover my mouth with my hands and run straight towards the toilets, pushing my Pushing my way through the heavy door, throwing myself into a cubicle as a medicine tries, as a medicine makes a break bid for freedom. After flushing the door and tucking my head behind my ears, I unlock the door and splash cold water on my face. Looking at my bedraggled post vomit state, I decide I'm going to have to go home. Pulling a bubble from behind my wrist, I twist my hair to something that resembles a bird nest. I have no idea. No, I'm no good at to anyone like this. I'd have to use one of my holidays and call it a day. Lucky Mark's absence from work will make it easier for me to step away. Drying my hands on a paper towel, I push open the door with my hip and walk straight into another person. Sorry, I exclaimed, letting out a nervous laugh and cursing myself for being so clumsy. I, I was in a world of my own. I look up and to the face of my obstacle, and I'm pleasantly surprised. But eyes look back at me with chocolate curls, blue eyes, his smile makes my cheeks instantly flush. Couldn't remember how I had just vomited and looked like death warmed up. I took I looked down at my feet in embarrassment, not seeming to notice he flushes a huge smile before continuing his way. As I watch him return to the lower outside of the bar, he looks over his shoulder and smiles again. My heart races and I try to hide my embarrassment. Between the frat behind a frown, bowing my head, I shove my hands into my pocket and stride back to my table. Really not wanting another projectile vomiting incident, I try desperately to stop my ch- stomach from fluttering. I'm really, I'm really sorry, but you, you're going to head home, noticing a blob of petrol b- bicho on my dress. I tug at my coat to hide it. I just need to get some help. I'm wondering how long that it would last, she teases, holding her hand out for a hug. I thought if Mark, you you get yourself home. Thank you. I managed a little smile she winks and returns to her lunch. I'll text you later. As I make my way to the door, I glance over at the bar, secretly hoping to see him again before I leave. Scaring the sea of people, my heart skips a beat. Just spotting, confidently leaning against the counter. He sips his drink and laughs along with the others, looking directly at me. He praises the I vomited his look like death. Sorry, I nervous, cursing myself. I looked so clumsy. I was in a world of my own. I looked up to my face, some up school. I was pleasantly surprised. Remember quickly when I just vomited. 
as much as my noise my heart beats, I tried to press the phone. Bow my head, I shove my head, hands into my hands, drive back to my table, really not wanting another projectile vomiting instant. I tried desperately to stop my trumpet from fluttering. I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have home. Noticing the blob of pressure burst of my dress, I took on my coat to hide it. I just need to get some help, sleep. I was wondering how long you last, she teases, holding her uh, arms for a hug. I'll sweat them out, you get yourself home. Thank you, I manage a little smile. She winks and returns to her lunch. I'll text you later. As I don't make my way to the door, I glance over to the bar, secretly hoping to see him again as I, before I leave. Scaring the sea of people, my heart beats as uh, skips a beat as I spot him. Confidently leaning against the counter, he slips his drink and laughs along with the others. Looking directly at me, he raises his hand and shoots up another wake what smile. My cheeks flash violently and I practically throw myself into the pavement. Fighting the urge to look back, I hate looking, hate in direction just of the car, off his car park. Thankfully, uh, by tomorrow, today we're just in uh, one nauseating memory. Chapter 4 I wake up on Friday morning feeling completely rested and really colourful. None gone is the overpowering sickness, a fubbing headache and a mouth like a dusty sandal. Indeed, I feel bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and ready to face the world. Feeling rather pleased with myself, I pull my phone from under my pillow and scour through my emails. Noticing a message from Mark, I jab the icon and wait for it to spring open. My eyes skim over the message. Take, taking the gist as I go, realising uh, I have an impromptu um, imp- meeting with our new designer, I glance at the clock and throw back the sheets. Tapping out a quick response, I get set, uh, I let out a lazy yawn. I'm quite excited to meet the designer, as we're going to be working closely on a new line. This is my bigger tr- responsibility since getting my promotion, so I definitely wanted to be a success. Thank- Thank you, my lucky stars, that it wasn't scheduled for yesterday. Allow myself one final stretch before hopping out of bed. Stepping my feet into my slippers, I pull back the curtains, take meat for the bathroom. After brushing my teeth for quite two minutes, I hop into the shower, wander back into the bathroom. I open my wardrobe, I flick through the rails of black and search for my modest professional outfit. I look around, I want something that screams confidence, elegance, creativity. Or at least one of the three. Sitting on a, settling on a naval trouser suit with a crisp white shirt, I finish the look with a pair of ankle boots twirling around in the mirror. I attach my watch to my wrist and quickly run a comb through my curls. Dressed to kill. I ruffle my, I ruffle through my cosmetic case, set to work my face, dance along the, to the radio. Joy attacking my cheeks with various products and blushes. Beaming back at my reflection, I wonder what difference a good night's sleep can make. Turning my up the music, I dance around my bedroom as the sunrise floods to the room. Something telling myself that today is going to be a good day. An hour later, I'm sitting in the boardroom of a large Americano for a company. A dossier of my ideas for the new range is piled neatly in front of me, and the presentation is waiting for my designer, satisfied 
finally prepared to pull, pull out my compact mirror to check my makeup. I was touching my lipstick when I heard the lift doors being open. Shoving my mirror into my handbag, I kicked it under the table and smoothed down my hair. The bedroom doors swing open and in floats Rebecca, my, my prize PA. Just to let you know, Mark is on his way. American does have many ideas and new ranges part of satisfied. I prepare, I pull out my compartment to check my makeup. I am still touching my lipstick when I hear the lift doors ping open, shoving my mirror into my handbag. I kick it on the table and smooth smooth back my hair. The bathroom doors open doors open and swing open. Near floats a pecker, Mark's P P A. Let just to let you know, Mark is on his way with Oliver Morgan. She smiled, gives me a white smile, slight smile, and disappears in a cloud of perfume. Thanks, Rebecca. I'll give her a nod and take a deep breath. Quickly checking everything is in place for the second time, I stand to attention as the lift doors ping again. Muffled men's voices drift along the lobby as the doors swing open. Once more, more and then strides Mark until by a strange smile glasses across his face as something is wrong. I shoot at him a critical look, but he responds with a quick shake of the head and rolls his eyes. And Mark, as Mark opens the door, I tuck my head, hair behind my ears and attempt to smooth down my trousers, succeeding only in knocking, in knocking my building pass out of my blouse pocket. Cursing under breath, I push away my chair and reach under the table. A desperate bid to locate the cars. Oliver Morgan, this is our junior designer, Claire Andrews, scrambling to my feet. I stretch to my, my lips into my most professional smile, only I'm not smiling for long. And standing in the doorway is the man I spent all night thinking about. Chapter 5. Don't. Okay, don't panic, just take a deep breath and Claire, Mark's voice is stern, he stares at me in bewilderment. Claire, realising I'm staring over my mouth, I somewhat managed to regain my use of my tongue. Sorry, I stammer, struggling to form a sentence. I'm very much looking forward to working with you, holding out my hand for a polite shake. I've, I feel my cheeks burn like lava. Less than 23 years ago, this man saw me with, with vomit in my hair. And put your best down my tracks. It cannot be happening. Mark excuses himself to grab some paperwork and I try to act nonchalant. He probably doesn't even recognise me. He probably has absolutely no idea that I'm a girl he bumped into yesterday. Taking comfort in this idea, I feel my present spirits arise. Looking up from the floor, I offer him a tight smile and fit it with my watch. He doesn't look like a designer. The majority of times we work for with suave or grain. Enough Botox to smooth out a strawberry. 
He drops his bag on the table and leans back in his seat, a smirk playing at the corner of his mouth. He's great. He definitely remembers me. I can see the amusement written over his face. I stare back at him, taking in his chiseled jaw, piercing eyes. The fact that he's incredibly handsome makes this so much worse. I have a feeling I shouldn't, wouldn't be letting near... I wouldn't be anywhere near as bothered if he was an elderly female with a walking stick. Rearranging my sack of papers, I fight the urge to run away as his eyes burn into me. Why is he getting to me so much? He hadn't breathed a word. So why am I... All hot and bothered. Racking my brains for something to say, feel the awkward silence. I breathe a sigh of release as I was saved by Rebecca. Claire, could I borrow you for a minute? She smiles at Patrick Lepsy out of her as I follow her out of the lobby. Is there assistance you need to complete Mr. Morgan's paperwork? You beat says Sir Mark had to run over to HR. Yeah, so you go ahead and show Oliver last year's lines for an idea as to what we're going for. She handed it me a huge purple folder and scurried back to left. Working visa? Where is he? Where is he from? Maybe he doesn't speak English. Or doesn't let that or please don't let him speak English. I slowly walk back into the boardroom. Trying to figure out German, French, Dutch, or cold back, I haven't heard. I'll take my place at the table and try to st- steady my breathing. Is there a problem, madam? He's American. My decade long Matthew McConaughey obsession. Give me the ability to recognise a southern drawer when I hear one. Feeling a little lightheaded, I'm suddenly grateful to be sitting down. We sit down. Here's ju- just a little HR issue that Mark needs to deal with. He shouldn't be too long. I open the folder and position it between us. So as we go through the, over the designs from last year to get a feel of the vibe, touch the suave, flipping around the, the plastic wallets. Come to stop at a page of studded ankle boots. Oliver takes a takes a folder with a tiny hands and studies it a second before nodding, slamming it shut. Okay, I'll get it. Now what? I'm sorry, I stammered for oh, taking the folder back. I said I got it. I preached slowly, pegging to the grin. Do you have any questions at all? I asked, completely. Phone by his reaction. Where's a decent place to grab some brunch around here? He has asked for a smile. I said, I said, I got it. He said, I completely thrown into it. Where's a decent place to grab some brunch around here? He runs his fingers through his hair. You'll see it easily. 
I stared back at him, not having a clue about what to say. How can he be so blazing about it? Why is it? Who is he anyway? Suave may be relatively new to Fetchmel, but he still carries a fair amount of prestige. No, I don't. I know why. Never know why Mark seemed so stressed earlier. This guy is not going to be easy to work with. Excuse me for a moment. Grab out my mobile, push up my chair, and stand up. You know, if you already, if you're going to talk about me, you could at least do it to my face. Laughing nervously, I speak and shut the door to the bathroom behind me. I'll kill Mark for leaving me alone with this idiot. Frankly, being his number, I perch on the window's ledge as it starts to ring. It's me, I babbled in my handset. This guy's a nightmare. He took one look at my folder and he said he wanted to go for a brunch. How much longer are we going to be? I paused for breath, twisting my hair around my fingers anxiously. I know, and I'm sorry, but... Somebody's really messed up over here, and I need to sort it out. Forget the portfolio and just take him out for brunch. Use a credit company credit card. We'll sort it out with the accounts later. What? I interjected, raising my throat. Something can't someone take him? What about Rebecca? I haven't got time for your wine, Claire. He growls it angrily. Just take him out for brunch. Tell him how fabulous it is and have him, to have him working. It's rather keeping him sweet. Lion was dead and I stare at the phone in disbelief. Has he really just hung up on me? Sliding the handset into my pocket. I tell myself to get together. It's just a working brunch. I mean, I, I can do this. I mean, how hard can it be to have brunch with a devastatingly handsome miracle designer be?